Look at that. You have a producer. You're big time. Welcome to Fresh Takes by Total Expert, designed to get you up, get you moving, and propel your business forward. Hit the pavement with us as we connect you to financial services experts, get their take on the state of the industry, and leave with actionable insights. Here's your host, Sue Woodard. Hey everybody, Sue Woodard here. Happy to have you with us today for another episode of Fresh Takes. And you know part of the program is this is about 15-20 minutes long. Time to get your steps in. So hopefully you've got those sneakers, flip-flops, hiking boots on, or whatever you've got. And you're out getting some fresh air and some steps in while you're getting some fresh takes from one of the very best in the industry. It is Brian View from Finlocker. Welcome, Brian. Hey, Sue. Thanks for having me on. You know, so glad to have you today. You are, again, you're you're out there a lot. I know you barely need an introduction, but for the folks who may not know everything about you quite yet, I'm going to read your official bio. No, Brian no. has been leading the Finlockers business development, sales, and marketing as president and COO for the last two years. Prior to joining the FinTech startup, Brian spent over 28 years you look so young. Oh, that hurts. Over <laughs> 28 years in mortgage banking, leading large production channels. He most recently led the third-party origination business at Flagstar Bank as senior vice president. Brian has brought an extensive knowledge of all facets of mortgage lending and key relationships to Finlocker, resulting in substantial growth at the company, which is true. We've been watching you just rock it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Hey, before we get into to business here, it's your, your first time guest here on uh, yeah. on Fresh Takes, but we like to start with a little uh, a little icebreaker, one of our tabletop <laughs> cards. And you know, so I was I actually checked with you before we started here, and I was going to ask you the one because it's kind of fun. Like, when is the last time you felt like you were in trouble? And you said talking <laughs> about that could actually lead to getting into more trouble. That's so, accurate. Right. <laughs> so we picked a different one, which is um, it's always interesting. So, who is your childhood actor or actress crush? Oh yeah, crazy, and I may I may want to go to the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, tell us. Come on, who is it? No, uh, um, Christy McNichol. Oh, it's gonna age me, right? Uh, <laughs> I love it, Christy McNichol. I don't remember the show though that she was in, but I definitely know that I watched it every time it was on. Yeah, what was it actually? I mean, I'm, I'm family, right family something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you just had little stars in your eyes with Christy McNichol. So, hey, I mean, she was a smoke show. Let's go. Let's just go there. All right, all right. Yes, absolutely. Now everybody's going to be googling. Half people listening to this don't know who Christy McNichol is, but I bet a lot of people do. I so I'll I'll admit I was um, I was a little Scott Bayo, yeah. and I was I was a lot Tom Cruise. There you go. Top Gun slayed me oh my gosh my gosh it's got I was a gonna little show a picture i was gonna show you a picture but we're on a podcast yeah a yeah we'll just have to to go out there and look up christy mcnichol and then uh if they choose to uh give you a hard time online that that is on you oh, no, it's, so, uh... yeah, it's coming. <laughs> all right so today um, i'm really excited about our conversations today because we're talking about my favorite topic customer experience and really how financial institutions can leverage their data to form deeper customer relationships and and provide a better customer experience. So you were kind enough to have me on your podcast recently. One of the things we talked about was that unbelievable mountain of data that financial institutions have at their fingertips. And in fact, 
very personal <laughs> data. Yeah. We, we collect very personal data, but a lot, you know, a lot of institutions are really struggling to effectively act on that data. So, talk a little bit about zero-party data and what role do you see zero-party data playing when it comes to keeping those consumers engaged throughout that financial journey? Yeah, I think um, I think consumers, and we're we're all consumers, right? So we have financial products that we all engage with. And, and I just know from my experience, just being, you know, uber busy, running at, you know, warp speed, I feel like I want my financial institution, let's just say bank, credit union, even my lender to really cater to, to my product needs. And, and they should know my product needs based on my data, right? They, like you said, they have more uh, data on us than, uh, than we have on ourselves, frankly. And I think if if the technology is from these institutions is structured in, in a way that engages the consumer early on in in understanding their goals and objectives with that particular financial institution, then leveraging that personal data. So we'll just talk about you know transactional data that's that's happening from inside a financial institution should engage me and continue to engage me towards my goals and objectives. And and that's what we really love about the total expert platform because it it leverages data that's that's not just uh, uh, the zero the you know the direct source data but also learned data over time based on trends and 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 the way consumers engage and I just think people are looking for a more intuitive, uh, mm -hmm. proactive experience from their financial institutions. Ryan, for those listening who maybe aren't familiar with the term zero party data, talk about what that means in relation to the other types of data. Yeah, so there's you can get data directly from a consumer. So let's just in the context of a mortgage, right? When when you ask a, your borrower for information to fill out the mortgage application, and they're providing that data, that's consumer contributed data, and not necessarily validated or verified, right? It's you ask me a question, I give you an answer, and absent any third-party verification or validation, you, you've got to go out as a lender and, and work on validating that information. When the consumer through that process can also uh, answer questions along the way, but link directly to source data. So think about bank accounts, liabilities, even credit data. That that becomes ver verified at the point of, of transmission. So there's no extra steps needed. Um, and so I, you know, I think about it as a combination of consumer contributed and consumer permissioned kind of gives you that zero party uh, data. That's just the way I think about it. Yep. Okay. I think that's a good, um, you know, good clarification on that because there is, as you know, per our prior conversations on this, there's such a mountain and world of, of data out there, whether it is contributed by the consumer, whether it is verified, whether it is, um, you know, really made by looking at those transactions. Right. Your very good point, you know, particularly on a mortgage and a financial institution, there is such a world of data that there is an expectation that that you know something about that customer and are proactively reaching out with things that are actually appropriate to that customer and engaging them with the right things rather than just blanket sending everybody a, hey, you probably need a checking account or hey, we have great rates on 30-year mortgages. So let's click a little deeper on that, on, on that consumer engagement because attrition is incredibly costly, which I'm sure everybody knows, whether it's a past customer on a mortgage, whether it's losing a customer if you're a 
or a bank or a credit union, um, acquiring a new customer costs five times <laughs> as much as it does to just retain your current customers. Right. So talk a little bit about the advice that you have for financial institutions to really capture their, their customers' attention and get that engagement across different digital channels. Yeah, so I think, um, well, the first advice is understand the data that you already have on your customer, right? And, and you know, in, in mortgage, as you know, there's different uh, levels of financial institutions. You've got the, the local, the hyper-local mortgage originator. Um, you've got kind of the, the moving up the, the continuum to that, you know, mid to large size mortgage banker. And then you finally, you've got the, the mega servicers and, and, and banks, et cetera. And oftentimes what I've seen is that the further down the continuum you go, the less the, those institutions leverage data that they collect through the engagement with their customers for retention. They kind of make this assumption that once they've sold the loan upstream, that, that they're kind of disconnected from that consumer. Mm -hmm. and, and I would challenge them that they're not, that, you know, with, there are tools out there that can help them stay engaged meaningfully um, with that customer such that when they're ready for another transaction or refer referring a family or friend that they're, they're kind of thinking of, of, of that lender that they work with. Now on the servicer side, as you go way up the continuum, they have tons of data that comes from that mortgage application that, that they acquire. And then they have the ongoing data that drives from the servicing transaction. Uh, and and what, what we talk about a lot with, with the servicers is kind of taking that layer of data that they have, the propensity models that they rely on to determine which tranches of their servicing book might transact, whether it's a refinance, mm -hmm. or cash out, debt consolidation, or even buying a new home, and figure out how to layer another set of data, which is really active, dynamic, uh, live financial asset data or transactional data. So now you right. can see, not only understand what's happening at the macro level in your servicing book based on your propensity models, but now layer on it, you know, zero source consumer data, transactional stuff that's happening, trends, milestones, alerts to really hyper-personalize the engagement and, and maybe see a consumer that's about to refinance, pay off before they actually do it and make right. them an offer Make them an offer so they don't end up at, you know, brand ABC. We all right. know that. Exactly. Well, it's all about, we talk a lot at Total Expert about data, insights, and action, right? And it's taking yeah. that mountain of data, gaining the insights from it, but then most importantly, taking that action to engage with that customer in a really meaningful way that's that's actually helpful for them. It's providing right. the information that they need right at the time that they need it, or to your point, maybe even a little bit before <laughs> they even know. So, yeah. um, you know, Brian, one of the things I, I love about FinLocker is and your app in particular is just how much it's helping consumers achieve um, their home ownership dreams. I mean, this is it's one of the things I love about our industry is we're literally building, you know, we're helping people into homes, we're building communities, yeah. and I love it. So last year was obviously a huge record year um, with over 2 million Americans securing their very first home. Pretty exciting stuff. So talk a little bit about FinLocker and the personalized recommendations that it provides to enable that and to help promote that financial wellness overall. Yeah, I love it. This is this is why I joined the company. This is the, the the passionate part of of what we do. And to your point, it's so rewarding to to know that our industry and then all of us as participants, no matter how small, really play a role in that. So, uh, 
you, you kind of hit on this in terms of, you know, getting engaging the consumer at the point of thought too often in our business, uh, we engage at the point of sale, you know, and we end up being very transactional as a result. Right. Uh, and it's our belief that lenders of all sizes need to figure out how to get to consumers way up the funnel. Right. And it's not, you know, a week or two before that that person's thinking about, you know, or or is already nosing around looking at properties. It's figuring out how to engage with consumers, maybe young in their younger professional lives in different ways, not just focused on mortgage, but maybe focusing on kind of financial health and well-being. Mm -hmm. And so what we've done is we've developed an app. Uh, it, I, I like to call it a financial super app or a Swiss army knife of apps, if you will, because we take features and functionality that consumers are getting from other uh, B2C apps that are out there like NerdWallet, Credit Karma, Mint.com, Zillow, LendingTree, Bankrate, and combine much of the feature functionality that consumers are going to get from three, four, or five apps into one app. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But what's super cool to me coming from, you know, the mortgage industry where I called on large, mid-sized, large mortgage bankers across the country, we do this under their label. We are a white label solution. So it's under their logo, it's in their tech stack. And now instead of their consumers, their prospective consumers going to these other apps that oftentimes are selling the consumer on the back end mm -hmm. through a marketplace, they can now provide this, this safe, secure place for this consumer to leverage these tools under their logo and whether that takes them three months, nine months, or three years to engage and get to a place of readiness, when they are ready, they're already in that organization's uh, ecosystem. And we just think it's a it's a powerful way to, again, engage. And we're what we're super excited about again with with the relationship we have with Total Expert is taking all these additional feature functionality, consumer benefits, mm -hmm. helping helping lenders of all sizes open their funnel at the top, not just mortgage focused, but now they can talk about really holistic financial health and well-being. Right, right. Well, and what I love about it, we've talked about a lot, is that, you know, in, especially with the purchase transaction, which is our, you know, that's that's the the heart, that's the bread and butter of the mortgage industry. Yeah. People are going through generally a life change when they're purchasing a home. You know, there's, again, yeah. somebody's got a new job, somebody's moving, a kid has graduated, you know, something has happened. And it's very interesting, you know, personal story that I was thinking about while you were talking about this. I've been banking at the same financial institution for 30 years. And I, I remembered thinking, getting to this point where it had to be really obvious based on everything they knew about me that my daughter was graduating and there was a really good chance I was going to sell my house in the suburbs. <laughs> there was yeah. all kinds of transactions, including, you know, tuition checks and U-Haul and, you know, my daughter's age, who also has an account there and is connected to me. All of these things up to and including me calling and saying, hey, I need to shut down that home equity line because I'm going to be selling my house and nothing, yeah. nothing uh, from that financial institution to say, hey, how can we help in this journey? You know, you're, you've got a child in college. I mean, it just, it was it was kind of stunning to the point of it, it almost borderline on offensive, like, don't you know me? Sure. Um, but but I, what a missed opportunity, what a missed opportunity, right. you know? So, so I'm thrilled about what Finlocker is doing. I'm excited about all the opportunities um, ahead. And uh, I, I have actually two final questions for you. One is, as everybody has listened to this and, um, you know, are thinking about, you know, they'll get back to their desk and think about what do, what do they do next after hearing this, right? So what would you say is is one action item that people should be tackling right now today? 
So, you know, if, if we're, if we're talking about the, um, the sales audience, right. Those that are, that are responsible for bringing in the, uh, the customers, I, I think it's thinking outside the box on how you can get up the funnel. If you're, if you're sitting in a, in a sales role today in mortgage and, you know, specifically, and you're relying on your business to come through referrals from others, which is a great business, by the way, I'm not saying it's not, but if that's your reliance on others bringing business to you, whether the others are referral partners, real estate agents, insurance agents, financial planners, or your company through lead gen, it's going to get tough. Mm -hmm, <laughs> right. I think you have to individually think about how do you, uh, how do you get your brand out there so that prospects in your market are thinking about you way up the funnel before there's a transaction to be had. So yep. that's one thing is just, you know, getting really creative about uh, building a personal brand and, and getting up the funnel. Uh, and then just evaluating the, the technology solutions that are out there. Cause there's great, there's a lot of great tech out there and it's getting better uh, seemingly every day. Mm -hmm. and, and it may be a challenge to stay on top of it. I get that. But I, I think just understanding what's out there and thinking about how it fits in your own tech stack is just, it's a constant assessment that people should be doing. I totally agree with you. And you have to be very intentional about it. You know, and sometimes right. you may just need to carve out a day and say, I'm just this day, I'm blocked off and I'm going to really take a look at our tech stack. What do we need to, you know, be considering? What do we need to plug in? How is this working for us? How can we, how can we make it better? So right. that you talked about that. So, you know, I do have one final PS question. Is yeah. it data or data? Ah, I think it depends where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it does. I think I said it, you know, that plus a couple extra ways while we were on this call. But I think I'd say data, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think I said data on this call, but it may be data. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. But a question for the ages. Anyways, Brian, thank you so much for joining today. This was a great conversation as always. Love hearing from you. You shared some great takeaways for our listeners and for all of you listening out there. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you got those steps in and we'll catch you next time on Fresh Takes. All right. That was awesome. That was amazing. That was fun. Yeah.